This is Air Commander Starscream, and you are listening to Half Measures. Uh, Half Measures? Sounds like Megatron's battle strategy. <laughs> Kia ora and welcome to episode 148 of the Half Measures Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very special episode. We are diving into our top 10 TV shows of 2022. I'm once again joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Balkanauer. Are you hyped, friend? Uh, it's it's ridiculous to be... Uh, sorry, kia ora, Dan. It's ridiculous to be as a host, this hyped. I already know what my list is. So, you know, there's no, there's no big reveal for, for me. I already, I've seen it. I've got the excitement of your list, but I, our top 10 podcast is hands down always my favorite podcast of the year. Um, and so much so Dan, of course, this year we're doing it a bit differently. Yeah. So look, as Paul was saying, this is one of our, our most favorite episodes to record every year. And this year, there's just been so much good content that we've decided to split this episode into two. So, spoiler alert, um, today we're going to give you a couple of honourable mentions, and then we're going to give you numbers 10 to 6 on Alice, and then we'll be back again next week with 5 to 1, and also a couple more honourable mentions. So, you, you're kind of getting this spread over two weeks, um, but I think it's going to give us a little bit more time to, to talk about these TV shows, why we love them. If you've listened previous years, you'll know that Paul and I don't share our list beforehand. We're kind of revealing live as we go. Um, It's always a lot of fun. Um, There is shows that will definitely end up being on both of our lists, in which case we'll sort of take that into account when we're having the conversation. But this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This This is the podcast you've been waiting for. Have you been watching the shows that we've been watching? Are you going to find something new to watch? Does our top 10 align with you? As always, write in, let us know, give us your top 10. We'd love to hear it. But today, it's all about us. <laughs> it's all about me, that's my day. Um, and yours too. Uh, it does come with heartache though, because there are several shows, of course, that can't make it into the list or even be one of the permitted honorable mentions that uh, our rules dictate it's it's just not fair some of the quality tv that just can't make it but there we go that's how it runs and i think so honorable mention is probably the the formalization oh, we, we we've we have talked about a couple of honorable mentions in the past but mm. we, we've allowed ourselves a couple of non-ranked honorable mentions um, well, they might be kind of ranked, but not officially ranked by Half Measures Guidance. And so there'll be two honourable mentions mm. per host, two per episode. And so, oh. so in essence, you're actually getting, you know, 14 recommendations from each of us. 28, 28 recommendations. There's probably going to be some double up. So let's say, but you're getting between 20 and 28 episodes. Look, I don't know. Why don't you treat yourself? Become a Patreon subscriber. Like, become a become a producer of the show. <laughs> Leave us a review. Like, just just have a great old time. Tis the season. Tis the season. Um, it'd be interesting actually to see where we do have double ups because obviously you and I watch a lot of a lot of shows. Doesn't always mean, of course, that it's going to make the list, but it'd be interesting to see um, the two honourable mentions per podcast. Down, I mean. It's easy for people listening, but you know, to peek behind the curtain. The AGM we had for the podcast last month, where this decision was ratified, it took several attempts to get that across the line, and in the end, it was the two honourable mentions each per podcast that was agreed upon. But it, for a long time, I wasn't sure it was going to happen, so I'm really pleased we got there. And so, final rule, just before we jump into this, 
is the TV show has to have aired in 2022. So much like we talked about in last week's episode of the podcast, if you're dropping your TV show late in December, you, you, you're really missing out mm. on you know, the, the fame and glory of a Half Measures Podcast Award. So that's on you. Make better life choices next time. But the, these are all TV shows that are new to air in 2022. Paul, I'm going to give you the honour of starting with your first honourable mention. Okay. I guess I'll have to bear that in mind. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'll have to bear that in mind next week. You'll, you'll have to have the honour next week of starting us off. Okay, so... Here we go. My first honourable mention for 2022, Dan, is season one of Bosch Legacy. And so this is the show we watched some time ago. We enjoyed all seven seasons of of Bosch during Titus Welliver. Um, this, of course, is a slightly different show. Bosch, embarking on the next chapter of his career, finds himself working with his one-time enemy, Honey Chandler, and he's a, he's a PI. And I don't know, for me, Dan... I, Legacy is just so well written, and I, I'm probably going to say this another 10 times on this podcast over the next two weeks. Heavy emphasis on writing for me. Heavy emphasis on the plot with Bosch, right? So many layers of it. You can't look away for a second. You can't play Animal Crossing while you're watching Bosch. It's just an absolutely superb show. This is a, a great TV show, and I think this is a TV show not only for fans of Bosch, it's a TV show to introduce, I think, a new audience to the world of Bosch. And I would love to see some some analysis and stats on, you know, the newcomers who have then gone back into the Bosch world and vice versa with the people that have been around for a while. But I thought this was a, a fantastic TV show. I really loved its length. I, from memory, is about eight episodes. And can't wait for season two. I'm just going to verify that while I'm talking to you. Don't want to make a liar out of myself. Yeah, but it got, is. Yeah, there was ten episodes. Um, ten episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Ten episodes. Great length. Good runtime. Always good stories. I love the evolution of these characters. I am glad to see it's on your list, Paul. Yeah, the evolution of the characters, I think you're right there, because as you say, you don't need to be a Bosch fan to enjoy Bosch Legacy, but there are some nice little cameos that come in, which are, which are nice. But the evolution of the the two main characters, obviously Bosch himself moving away from the law enforcement to becoming a PI, but also his daughter, um, uh, Maddie, had a great first season because you know, now she's, she's becoming a police officer, and so I'm able to actually enjoy her character perhaps more than I was able to in Bosch. In Bosch, she, she was fine. She was great. But in this, she's got much more purpose and, and drive and story that goes with it. And, you know, her, her and Harry are always good together. But by herself, um, her scenes have a lot more value and tension. And, um, yeah, and, and the ending of this first season, of course, you know, that's as stressful as it gets as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I I can't wait for the second season of this. You know, I think if if we thought that Harry wasn't playing by the rules this season, the way they've lined up the second season is going to be absolutely incredible. I mean, 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So, yeah, it's not just us that think this is good. It's a it's a very good shout. I'm um, – it's – it's already so hard for me because I feel like I already want to talk to you about my wider list. <laughs> it's it's going to be this is going to be a tough episode. I feel like my my blood pressure is already on the rise. I remember I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but I remember me mentioning a show, and you just shaking your head and saying, "Paul, I'm so angry at myself. How is the show not on my list?" I feel like we're in for a lot of that as we go. What's what's your first honourable mention? All right, so I'm coming in with a fairly recent watch. 
My first honourable mention is the Netflix TV show Wednesday. So this is Wednesday from the Adams Family. This is a TV show I reviewed maybe about three or four episodes ago on the pod. A, a TV show that while watching it couldn't I couldn't I remember not quite determining whether this is for me. Um, but it's a it's a TV series that's set with me. Um, my wife has gone back to start watching it. I've it's sort of almost kind of been like a, a little bit of a light secondary watch for me. This TV show, so, so good. I'm a big Adam's Day family. I really, really enjoy Jenna Ortega's portrayal of Wednesday Adams. I, I, I stand by my original kind of analysis that this is a, a Stranger Things meets Harry Potter meets the Twilight Universe meets um, a Scooby-Doo mystery. And it's kind of just got all these like great components that, that come together. And on paper, when I say those things, it shouldn't – like I, I don't even feel like I'm the target audience for this TV show, but it's a lot of fun. And I think if you if you grew up watching The Adams Family, I think this is definitely a show for you. Fantastic cast, good storytelling – I'm really, really keen for season two. You can really see the the Tim Burton, um, I guess, art and direction sort of comes out a lot in this, and he, he actually directed a few of the episodes, but this is a good TV show. This is a, you know, I, I didn't, I, I knew it wasn't going to make a, a, a top 10, but I, I knew it had to get some type of honourable mention. It's got to be special to get the honourable mention, so that tells me a lot about the show. I mean, at the time of recording, this show is sitting at popularity number one on IMDb. And funnily enough, I remember last week when you brought the White Lotus season two to the podcast, that was sitting at popularity number two. So these are shows that a lot of people are clearly enjoying. It's getting a lot of good ratings, a lot of people talking about it. Um, it's certainly now on my radar. If it wasn't before, I think this is the new test for me. If Dan recommends it, he now has to put it in the top 10 or honorable mention for me to take it seriously. It's also, so Wednesday Adams was the, the cover image for one for the episode when we reviewed it and it's our, our most listened to episode ever that is so. correct that is correct so there's there's a well that says a lot actually because yeah we've had some higher ranking episodes but yeah you're right this is at the time of recording our highest listened to podcast so um there's so much in here for me uh i feel like i've forgotten how much i enjoy the Adams family. I remember when we talked about just as a brief aside, when we talked about the Ghostbusters movie, and I remember talking about, it and you sort of being like, "I'm not quite," and I'm sort of thinking, "Oh yeah, I am a big Ghostbusters fan." And I'm, here, I'm sitting here watching you talk about this, and I'm thinking, "I am a big Adams fan. I should be across this." So it's, um, yeah, it could be one for me in the very near future. I think too, you know, we, you know, we we regularly talk about is this one to watch with the parents while they're staying over Christmas. Yeah, I think you could you could get a bit of love with this because I think it's got some great throwbacks to to the original Adams Family TV show, the the movies that came out in the nineties, the the various incarnations of that show. It's a like it's a fairly good feel good show. Like it's got some some of the darker elements of Adam's family, but always kind of done with fun, and I think that's why it it, it makes the list for me. Plus a, a killer, you know, killer soundtrack in the middle with some some great dance scenes. Mm. And look, we got New Year's Eve coming up in a couple of days, and it feels like it could be something fun to watch across the New Year period. So, watch this space. All right, Paul, hit me with your second honourable mention. Well done. I cannot tell you how hard it was for me to not have this in my top 10. 
my honourable mention, number two, is season one of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And given that this, for me, is, I would say, the best live-action Star Trek this century, that tells you how much I must rate the 10 movies that do, uh, 10, 10 TV shows that do make my list, because this show was the Star Trek I've been waiting for for a long, long time. And I think as much as I've enjoyed elements of the first season of Picard and I enjoyed the elements of the first two seasons of Discovery, none of the Star Trek that's been released, excluding comedy, has been quite my track. And this feels like my track. So this is a prequel to the original 60s series. This this show follows the crew of the Enterprise before Captain Kirk comes along, but it, you do get Mr. Spock and you get a variety of other characters that start to come into it. And I think what I love about it as much as anything else is that it's it's episodic. It's not serialized. So you can have these stories. You can just tune in for one episode. The great example I always give is X-Files. You know, you've got this, this sort of the alien of the week. You can sort of tune in for just an episode, but you've also got those underlying themes and acts that you can you can enjoy, but you can just tune into any episode and just watch it as a bottle episode. And it's, um, it's one of the best Star Treks I've seen in a long, long time. I'm surprised, Paul. I'm, um, God, I, I, if you'd said to me, what's going to be in your top 10, I definitely would have picked those TV shows. I'm, Beam me up. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> there, 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 there's a glitch. Um, look, I appreciate what you're saying, though. You are obviously, uh, um, you know, uh, you you have a, a deep love and passion, a deep understanding for the Star Trek universe. And so I do wonder if this TV show is trying to sort of target a, a slightly different demographic. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's still a very good TV show. So it's, I'm, I'm pleased that it's made your honourable mention list. Yeah, actually, you gave me a really good idea there. Maybe we should try and predict each other's top 10 at time of recording. It's a bit late now. Make it for next year, Dan, you know, in our forward year planner, which is always, you know, very well documented. Um, I, yeah, I I feel sick saying that it's not in the top 10, but I just, I just couldn't squeeze it in there. The characters in this, of course, a lot of them are, are old and known characters and they're great the new characters are great the casting for that is superb there's some full-on comedy episodes there's action episodes there's emotional episodes there's they bring in the maroon uniforms from the wrath of khan and search for spock which we haven't seen this century um it's a great new theme tune i mean just everything about this is just brilliant brilliant star trek it is the 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 flagship of Star Trek for me right now in terms of the TV series offerings and it is my second honourable mention and it is available to watch in New Zealand on TVNZ. I forgot to mention Bosch Legacy is available on Prime Video. That is a good shout and good to good to say we can find them Wednesday. You can find them on Netflix. Well, Paul, you you've surprised me. So let me see if I can surprise you with my with my next honourable mention. So the next one on my list is season four of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Great show. So, yeah. So I think um, this was, I think, you know, uh, a long-awaited season of uh, Stranger Things. We obviously had where the season split where we had sort of a, a little mini break for a couple of weeks before we got the final two episodes drop. I think you can really see the... 
I think the the investment and the increased budget and the special effects that really went into creating season four of Stranger Things. I think this season, though not my favourite of seasons, was still some very good TV for a, a TV show in its fourth season. Mm. And so I wanted to give it a shout out for that reason. I I, I still kind of remain a little bit frustrated with how how many characters and how separated a lot of our sort of core cast was for a large part of the season. But I think in terms of kind of the, the world building and where Stranger Things has come from and kind of the the deep story arcs they went into and the the villains and the I, I, I did think it deserved a, a shout out for I think as I say, just I think being in season four and still being a, a fantastic watch earned a place on my honourable mention list. I think it's a really, really superb show. I thoroughly enjoyed this season. We we did a joint review on this ourselves and I feel like, yeah, you're right, maybe it wasn't the strongest, but there's still enough in there and it still left me wanting more and it was funny. The character acts are good. Um, this is a really good show. I, again, going back to... Would I have predicted it? It, it is a sh- it is a show you lean towards a little more than me, and so I think I would have positioned it for a potential sort of six to ten position. So that's not just me saying that; just trying to be smart now that I know where it is. I would have I would have expected to see it there. So yeah, great show. I think you know I, I've learned over the years to you know capture my favorite TV shows throughout the year, and this is one of those shows that was on my list early on. And then, unfortunately, there's just been so much good stuff. It's slowly been pushed down further and further. But all of Stranger Things is available to watch on Netflix. We're expecting a season five um, sometime sometime in the next year or two. So we'll see what happens there. But it's a, it's a fantastic watch. I, I imagine there's not many people that haven't seen Stranger Things. So you'll know pretty quickly whether it's for you. Some great 80s throwbacks. Um, some great sort of almost kind of like modern modern-ish almost like goony type vibes to it just the, you know they're coming together and these these adventures that these these young people are not so young now uh, are having so that is my honorable mention it's time to get into the official list paul if you have got any final comments oh, it just it just reminded me of spotify wrapped and the number of people that had the kate bush song in their spotify rap because of course around june yeah. when this came out everyone was everyone was listening to that song because everyone was watching stranger things and it was a great time and you know it, it was a long time it was six months ago and it was there's so much in here uh, that's good and i just always think of dusty just those facial expressions he makes and those lines that he has and i know i mean we talk a lot about millie bobby brown she is superb as 11 but Dusty's just great. I do like, I think, you know, good shout on the Kate Bush um, song because what I love about a TV show like Stranger Things is they kind of become like a global event. And when there's a song that people can get behind and it becomes the big water cooler conversation, and, you know, with both our, you know, thoughts we had originally about them splitting the season and putting that kind of weird gap in the middle it was a little bit strange but you know now if you were coming in fresh what a what a great four season tv show to jump straight into yeah 100 percent. all right paul so we're now moving into the serious stuff you know no more honorable mentions no no this is like roll up the sleeves put the gloves on we're going into number 10 what do you got for me 
this is the proper awards. This is, you know, we've really moved up in the world as well because previously we've done double-sided awards. Then we had laminated awards. These are proper awards this year, so we'll, we'll look forward to showing what they look like when they're produced. Number 10, the first one for me, Dan, and it's quite interesting because actually we've now talked about this three podcasts in a row. That hasn't given it away. This is season one of Welcome to Wrexham. This, this show really, really shook me and surprised me, and I I think I remember saying at the time, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get onto it. Thank goodness I watched it just in time for the this this podcast because it is an extraordinary experience. And I think I said at the time, not just for this year, but in terms of in years, it's just because I don't watch a lot of documentaries very often. It has to really appeal to me for me to do that. And often when I do, it's 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 like Marmite. It's a nah, it just doesn't work. Or it's like, I love it. And this, I absolutely love and as i've said before you don't need to be a football fan there's so little about it that's that's football as we talked about just last week so little of it is rob and ryan i mean i just feel like we've talked about this so much there's very little point me talking about it again because we've, you know everyone's familiar with it now but it's it's just an emotional watch it's hilarious it's sad there's you know there's the people that are suffering in this community for personal family troubles and and all kinds of things it just reminds you of of, of some of the wonderful things in life somehow. Indeed. Look, I, I think, as you say, like we have talked a lot about this TV show. You put me onto it. I fell deep into the Welcome to Wrexham um, camp. I, I feel like I'm Team Wrexham. I, I've already said I'm getting the jersey. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I think this is a, a great example of, you know, it's not just the, the big blockbusters that make it onto the top ten list. Like, mm. sometimes a show comes along that just – hits you in all the right places and I think Welcome to Wrexham is, is the perfect example of that and it's a to be honest with you it's a show that like on paper you sh- like shouldn't be on this list Correct. but it's it is such a, a wonderful viewing experience and this is definitely one that you could watch with the parents this is definitely one where you don't need to be a, a football fan to get behind it's it's you know I'm, I'm still going on this journey but I think this is a a heartfelt and enjoyable documentary yeah that one is available on Disney Plus, and yeah, it's it's made it into the ten. It's number ten, but it counts. Dan, number ten for you. All right, this is another one that I, I talked about recently. This is the White Lotus season two. So, the White Lotus, uh, like I when I talked about when I reviewed this episode back in one forty seven, is just another fantastic uh fantastic season premise of the show guests come and stay at the white lotus resort these resorts are all around the world we largely get different um characters because it's not the same white lotus every time this later season takes us into sicily so we're we're in italy we're experiencing the italian culture we've got typically uh, American guests um, who are, you know, staying and having these crazy kind of experiences, sometimes interacting with the other guests, often never at all. And it's just, you know, this is a show, seven episodes long, you know, it's sometimes labelled as, as a as a comedy, but I think it's more of a, a drama, thriller, mystery with like components of I think like tastefully timed comedy and it's I think you know season two incredible cast 
fantastic storytelling builds on the great stuff that was done on season one I think kind of you know gun to my head season one was probably still my favorite because it was a real kind of surprise it kind of came out of nowhere for me now I think they they know they're onto the magic I hope they can maintain that for it's already confirmed for season three but the white lotus if you if this is not on your radar and you you you, like if you're you know the types of shows that we we love on this podcast. The, the, this is one for you. It's it's such such a good ride, and it's another one that kind of like you know you might you might scan past it like you'll see it on Neon here in New Zealand. Doesn't really give you a lot about it, but honestly, this is this is edge of your seat watching. I, I don't think you can get better drama than this. I feel like, and again, we only just recently talked about. It, I feel like I now need to actually ask what. What is the White Lotus? Given that it goes from place to place, so what is the Lotus? What is what is that? It's just the name of a of a resort chain. So oh, okay, it's a chain. So right. it's it's a it's a it's a it's a chain of um kind of I guess high end right. luxury hotels. I, so the first one was in Hawaii. This one is in in Italy. Okay. Um, and so you, you never know where a, where a White Lotus resort is going to pop up and where the next adventure might take place. And I think it's it's really kind of. You know, obviously this is kind of some extreme things happen in this TV show, but it makes you think next time you're on holiday, you know, you just never know what's going on at the table next to you at breakfast. Correct. Correct. A really stupid question on my part, I think, because I was fixated on, oh, I thought the resort was called the White Lotus, but now it's in a different resort. The other thing that fascinates me about this is how the cast change and you only take like a couple of main characters. And then, of course, the rest of the support cast who are new at whichever resort is also changed. So that keeps it fresh as well, I'd say. Yeah, and and so the resorts are called the White Lotus, but it'll be like the White Lotus Sicily or yeah. the White Lotus, yeah. yeah, 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 Maui or whatever it might be. And so yeah, you're right. This is the this is the core feature of the show, and you know we're so used to having you know a cast that you might follow through. It's so exciting watching season two, and like you know whether someone might pop up from the first season, maybe they don't. There is there is one character that kind of carries on through, and you know is heavily seen on on the poster and the the tile cards for this, but. I think just a, an an interesting and refreshing concept. I I highly encourage you to get on the White Lotus if you haven't done so. It's it's a great recommendation um, when people are saying what should I watch. So you watch it here on Neon. Okay. Well. All right. This is this is it, Paul. We're now moving on to number nine. Let's see. We're out of sync so far. Will we will we get into sync at mm-hmm. any point? Because this is a show that we've both watched. So I'm interested to see what we go. Every year, Dan, I've gone through. I've always had a at least one British crime police drama. This year, I only have one. The Responder, season one. Crisis-stricken, morally compromised first responder tackles a series of night shifts on the beat in Liverpool while trying to keep his head above water personally and professionally. This is the Tony Schumacher TV series starring Martin Freeman in the lead role. I I absolutely love a tense TV series, and this is one of the most tense shows of, of 2022 for me, and as I say, there is, this is my number one police crime drama show of 2022. So there's nothing else from the genre that sits above this. There's nothing more to come from me because it would be very easy for me to rattle off five or six because I watch so many of them. So just FYI, this is this is it. This is how much I rate it, and how much I recommend anyone who likes that 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 genre of a British police series to check it out um, because 
second season is currently being uh, written. Um, in fact, may even be already filming for all I know, but uh, absolutely superb series. I absolutely loved it. This this was a, a fantastic watch. Um, really enjoyed this as well. We obviously did a, a joint review on it um, earlier in the year, and I'm really hoping, and I'm gonna, just going to put this out as a reminder right now for the director, I'm expecting those subtitles season two. You know I had a lot of trouble with season one, They're, those those deep accents. Um, that's right. But the, this, the, this is the good shout, this TV show. That is a, that's a good memory. Yeah, uh, Tony Schumacher responded to us online. He's the genius behind this as the showrunner and the writer of the show. He's he's able to draw on his own experiences because, of course, I don't know if you remember at the time when we talked about it, he, he was a police officer in Liverpool, and I think that's why – as a frontline focus on the show, it feels so authentic. Um, on the ground role is so interesting. And the night shift in Liverpool, absolutely fascinating. Martin Freeman, who, you know, you and I are a massive fan of his and just about everything he does. So good. I, you know, I couldn't tell that this wasn't his natural accent. I thought he was amazing. He just looked absolutely wrecked, just so tired, frustrated, you know, and, and so that led to him not playing by the rules, you know, I sort of talked about that with Bosch, but, you know, this was next level, you know, sort of just every decision, every line delivery, I was, I remember sort of just laughing out loud, even though it was really serious because he was just so far off the rails and then it just got really tense and stressful. And I just felt, I just found this whole show, you know, I think I call it the uncut gems effect where it just becomes relentless and overwhelming, um, just so much in here i can't recommend it. the great cast around madden freeman um adaleo adadeo apologies if i pronounce that wrong as rachel was good philip sean mcginnis who famously went from the set of the batman to the responder he was awesome as ian david bradley um miana burring ian hart so many standouts um this is yeah this is as good as it gets for me this year in terms of this type of thing you know, we say this all the time, or I definitely say it all the time. I love a good kind of like tight, like four, five, six episodes. And this is, you know, being five episodes long, great length, easily watch it over two nights. As you say, like, you know, all the shout outs for Martin Freeman. Like, I'm beginning to think, you know, he just plays so many characters who are who are so angry. Mm. And it's mm. it's it's so enjoyable to watch, but I'm starting to wonder, is this actually his normal persona? Because it's like <laughs> he just seems to fall into this category so naturally. Um, so I, I presume he's lovely in real life. But um You'd hope so. <laughs> this is a, a good recommendation. Yeah. Um so that's season one of the responder, which is available in New Zealand on TVNZ. Uh, TVNZ Plus, sorry. Um, number nine for you, Dan. All right, we're we're getting into it. No crossovers yet, Paul. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, another another show that first debuted in two thousand and twenty-two. This is the Netflix TV show The Sandman. So, so this is a TV show. You know, that's been long hyped. You know, we talked about this when when I reviewed the first season, a TV show that they've kind of been waiting years to kind of build. Um, And so I kind of came into this fairly neutral, like could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. But I just had such a, a, a great, exciting time with this TV show. It got me super inter- interested in um, 
and Neil Gaiman's sort of universe of the Sandman. I think the whole concept of, uh, you know, following our, our, our main character as he kind of navigates the, the mortal and dreaming world is just so fascinating the way they sort of introduce these other gods. It's got a, a stellar cast, some amazing sort of storytelling. The effects uh, are second to none. This, I imagine, would have been a, such an expensive TV show for Netflix to produce and one that like, I don't think this TV show is for everybody, but I do think it's appealed to more people than I ever would have expected. Like I remember at the time uh, at my work, just so many people talking about The Sandman and have you seen it? And I would have said, like I, I, I would have thought it would have been a bit more of a, of a niche audience. Like I saw a number of people over the sort of the weeks after the TV show walking around with the graphic novels, reading them at lunchtime. Um, this is, I, I think it's always, I think a little bit high risk when you're, you're bringing a, a graphic novel adoption to the, to the small screen. And I just think they absolutely knocked this one out of the park. I'm definitely there for season two. I loved that they also dropped a, a bonus episode a couple of weeks later for the first season of Sandman. I think they just they've done some great things. The casting spot on. I can't speak more highly about it. This is a a strong number nine for me. I remember at the time you talking about this quite vividly for some reason how how passionate you were about the show and how much it had sort of surprised you how much you enjoyed it. I think the the two draw cards for me looking at some of the support class that's real strong some names in there are like neil gaiman as you mentioned they're holding the pen on it he always has some really you know some really interesting stuff i mean he's written episodes of doctor who he's written episodes of babylon five um the movie uh, stardust which i really enjoyed i know he's done the marvel the eternals and so he's got a lot of stuff with a lot of good reputation so um yeah i gonna say I'm going to have to stop saying it because it's just going to say contrite now, but uh, I, I thought this was going to be in your list. So um, I'm not surprised mm. to hear you talk about this one. And I think this is one of those TV shows a bit like you can't watch Bosch while playing Animal Crossing. This is one of those TV shows mm. like you have to give it your full attention. So it's not one you want to be on while you're on your phone, but if you've got the time to, to sit down and commit to some some really sort of good and sort of complex but you know understandable by a mere mortal like myself this is a this is a tv show for you so check out the sandman on netflix number eight all right paul we're getting into it we're getting deep in the list where are we at for number eight getting serious now number eight for me dan is season one of slow horses this is a show you and i both watch uh slow horses follows a team of british intelligence agents who serve as a dumping ground department of MI5 due to their career ending mistakes. So this is Apple TV plus. Uh, this is another show that for me just almost came out of nowhere because I just, I hadn't heard about anything until you brought it to the pod. And then I, I think I watched it the week after because it had just sort of just come onto my radar and I knew within two to three episodes I was having so much fun that I knew that this was always going to be on on the list uh, here today. Gary Oldman in a TV series is always going to be a great watch, but the genre, the style of the show, the you know, these these MI5 dropouts, this dirty office with him walking around in clothes that he's worn all week with holes in his sock, leaving a stench everywhere he goes and blaming it on last night's carry. 
it's as unglamorous as you can imagine, but it makes for a really great setting of a show. And um, yeah, there was just so much around, around this. And also some of the cast around Jackson Lamb, the character that Gary Oldman plays, I thought in particular, Jack Loden as River Cartwright. Um, season two of this, Dan, has in fact just dropped just uh, here and worldwide. So it's very unusual to have both seasons out in the same calendar year. But um, yeah, I will be... I will be getting straight into season two as soon as I can. It's funny you say that. I was going to say, I just noticed the other night that season two had dropped. And I remember at the time they play a a trailer for the second season at the end of season one, Mm. which kind of indicated they'd already filmed a lot of it. So obviously they had enough kind of story to to start sort of pulling this together. But I am 100% with you. This was a fantastic TV show and kind of uh, caught me out of nowhere another headed out of the park on um on apple tv you, you've already said it but but great casting great storytelling and i kind of really appreciated it too in the a year where we kind of had our final daniel daniel craig outing yeah. um as a you know as a mi agent and i just think it's you know you and i both have a strong appreciation for for good sort of british storytelling and this is no exception i'm very excited for season two I can't wait to sort of see more of this universe and I hope that it continues to kind of build on the the these characters and kind of like un, unpick this a little bit more. And I love that, you know, it says it in the in the synopsis for this TV show, a dumping ground um for MI5 agents who have made career and new mistakes. Like so fascinating, such a good concept. This is a, a very good shout. I feel like if there was an equivalent place for designers to go down that's this, this is where i end up like a dumping ground for designers who made big mistakes in their lives or podcasters who made big, big mistakes i it's funny you mentioned bond because there are you know the secret service there are elements of this that they're like bond there's there's, there's things that, that remind me of tinker taylor there's a bit of the character bricktop from the movie snatch um there's just lots of little pieces and, and the big one actually just thinking about it actually is there's elements of colombo which has always been a favorite of mine but this you know because he always played this disheveled unprepared looking you know guy who's who's actually 100 percent switched on and that is exactly that sort of that that gary oldman character he just comes across like you know he slept in his office he's hung over but he's instantly switched on and i i love that kind of a character someone who the world under uh what's the word there's a word here dan help me out they just they they don't rate him they they don't see him coming type thing yeah kind of almost unassuming isn't it yeah. in a in a way this is i think you know there's a lot of good stuff on apple tv and i think yeah. you know you often see those deals come along for a, a one month three month yeah. even eight day trial like if you've got yourself some tv time and looking for some fresh content highly recommend trialing out the apple service it's it's really good number eight dan what have you got we're getting deep Paul we're getting deep so I'm gonna this one here sort of moved around a couple of couple of spots in my list but of you know this is it it's it's down on paper I'm coming in with the Amazon Prime TV show the Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power so this TV show again kind of came into it um not real like I, I wasn't I, I didn't really watch the trailer. The bits that I saw, wasn't really sure. 
I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but this for some reason didn't kind of pique much interest. I saved it all up till the whole season dropped. And there is moments in this TV show I absolutely love. Like there's some fantastic action scenes, some amazing, amazing sort of like um, production and digital effects. There is some quite complex um, components to the storytelling here, which can be a little bit confusing. But overall, this really drew me back into the, the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm definitely interested in season two. I, I, I'm I worried that with a show like this, when they sort of talk about the next season might not be until 2024, mm. whether it kind of can can live that long to kind of like see those big weights but especially when you think about the the production cost of of this show like one of the most expensive tv shows um that we've ever seen but i i had a thoroughly good time and i think this there's just something about these shows i think when when i'm not looking forward to them or my, my kind of like hype levels are set accordingly i often have a better time which i guess makes sense but yeah, the Rings of Power. That is my number eight. I, yeah, oh, the money, Dan. You're right. I I remember distinctly watching this with Diana and several episodes saying, "Look at look at these set, look at these locations," and just it's the greatest looking TV show I have ever seen. I would say in terms of just sheer just 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 watching it, just visuals. It's this is what a, I guess a a billion dollars or whatever it was is gonna is gonna get you. I just thought everything looked absolutely brilliant production costumes effects everything and the cast i thought were were so were so good in in the um the young galadriel um i thought you know, in particular as the lead i thought she was superb and i thought the i remember that it started off with a real slow burn um but it really really picked up and i think over the you know over the course of the season, I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good finish. And now it's kind of like the way it finished. You really want to get straight into that next episode because it's really getting going. And you're right. The weight is going to be something. I think the ratings are harsh. I think the critics have been quite harsh, I think because there was such a level of expectation for this show. But um, yeah, overall, this is a, I'm so pleased that this is in your, in your list because I really enjoyed it too. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, and, it's, and I think, again, it's just really reminded me, too, of that kind of, like, the ending that kind of, like, both revealed some things, left a whole bunch of questions, and, again, it just re kind of reinforces that. And it's hard, right, because these shows don't know how well they're going to do, but you want to see them do more. And I, the, the weight is just a, it's such a killer. And there's a, there's a couple of other TV shows on my list, too, which are going to sort of face a, a similar problem. But, yeah, that is my number eight. Shall we get into number seven, Paul? Yeah, I mean, we're ticking along, but yeah, imagine if we were doing all 10 in one episode. I don't know how we used to do that. So number seven for me, Dan, I am going to put my money where my mouth is and I'll say I reckon this one's going to be in your 10. Let's see how we go. My number seven is the mini series Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is this a show that's featured on your list, Dan? You will have to wait and see. <laughs> I'll have to wait and see. Wow. Okay. The excitement of this this show. So just in case you haven't heard us talk about it or unaware, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi has to, share, has, to say, has to save young Leia after she is kidnapped 
all the while being pursued by inquisitors and his former Padawan, who you may know as Darth Vader. I remember being so hyped for this show and just being worried that it wouldn't meet my expectations, but this show absolutely met my expectations. It got, you know, similar to the Rings of Power, it got a lot of critique as some of the some of the characters in the in the show were were given a rough time. Um, some of the the cast, Moses Ingram, were given a an unacceptable, unjustified, horrific time. But for me, as a TV experience, next to Welcome to Wrexham, for me in terms of experiences of watching TV, which is what it's about, you know, right? This was absolutely superb. This is um, a Star Wars, well, that's actually not true because a lot of the Star Wars fans actually cause a lot of ruckus, but, you know, as a as a, a lover of the Star Wars universe, the Star Wars movies that we've got, obviously we've uh, been heavily reviewing the Star Wars movies recently. We've still got a few to go. I I, I join you in my, in my love for this TV show. I loved sort of finding out like or, or I guess seeing live action in Inquisitors I loved getting some more uh Obi-Wan Anakin scenes I particularly enjoyed the the flashbacks I think it's always a challenge with these shows and I I'm highly guilty of this is kind of theorizing them till to the <laughs> nth end and just wanting so many kind of like special reveals and um, moments kind of come true and I always have to remind myself that they're not doing this show for to sort of tie up every single possible thread that can be told in the Star Wars universe but I think they introduced some new characters they I think they kind of gave I think Hayden Christensen in particular a bit of a, a, a redemption opportunity yeah. because of all the kind of like the, the horrible backlash of the prequels which spoiler alert I think are great um, it gave them a chance to mostly experience the positive side of the fandom. And I know that there was some terrible stuff that came along with this, but hopefully the good outweighed the bad. And um, uh, this is a TV show I'll happily sit down and watch again mm. any day of the week. The story acts were just what made it work for me more than anything else. Because I've spoken to a couple of people who said, oh, I want three or four seasons of this. It's not enough. I'm like... That's not. That's yeah. It's it's got to be used delicately. You know, it's you can't have too much. You you will spoil it for want of a better word. I think the 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 arc of the Obi Wan story, starting off with him having just given up on the Force and left it behind and just being so depressed essentially in life in terms of what had happened with Order sixty six, and then having to make. Uh, some decisions to to come back and face his demons and then to come back by the end of it he's there with the saber and all the rocks flying he's stronger than ever there's some moments that are coming back to me there was a surprise of the layer story being so good in this um which i don't think many people had anticipated a lot of people thought that there might be a big luke story here because of course obi-wan's on tatooine but really there's no luke here it's 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 the layer show having having james or jones come back and voice data for one last time and have that voice be so immaculate with the use of technology as well, just sounding just like he did in the original trilogy. This is the little things that as a Star Wars fan, 
it made it very very hard for me to to not include this in my list and just yeah i just have to say as experiences go throughout the year this and welcome to Wrexham, i think as experiences would probably be my my top two just sitting down just you know it may not be number one or number two but as an experience just absolutely blows me away I think you you're right to call out um, the young Princess Leia storyline because not only incredible actress behind that role, mm. but just a it was so good to kind of not have a Luke story. It was so good to have a different story be told, and I think that's one of the things which I think Star Wars is always penalised for. But I appreciate with like particularly the Dave Filoni's and Cut of the World, her always kind of pushing to tell different stories, and. I think there's just so many amazing arcs that kind of come into play here, particularly around, you know, like, obviously, Princess Leia goes on to have a, a, a child called Ben, mm. and, you know, that that really meaningful moment when, you know, she's looking for Ben Kenobi and, you know, puts the message into R2, like, that they just mean so much more. And when, when Luke first sort of says to Leia, I'm here with um, Ben Kenobi, like, yeah. Leia just, like, lights up, and it's like... They made scenes matter from the wider franchise that I just think were pure strokes of genius that I, I it, it's just amazing that they did it. it it's incredible. It, it really is. And to just to give it one more context in terms of Star Wars moments, we've, we've talked about this in our review of the Star Wars movies we've done so far. But in terms of Star Wars moments, I would say that when Vader came down to the planet looking for Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's sort of hiding and looking through the crack of a building, and he's he's lost all of his force abilities. He he's not who he was. And Vader's in his prime. The fear of Vader walking through that village. That for me, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I would put that in my. I'm going to put that in my top five Star Wars scenes of all time. Vader coming through that village, and Obi Wan just trying to run into the darkness. Which, let's be honest, that's not your friend at all. It was, it was exceptional for me, and it's my number. Seven, then. This is uh, this is very good, Paul. This is our first moment in sync. So, I am also coming in with a uh, number seven, Obi Wan Kenobi. I love that. I absolutely love that. I when you when you didn't answer my question, I was like, oh, he hasn't got it at all. He doesn't want to upset me because he knows how I get upset about these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I I've got it for all the reasons that you said. I think it's. Uh, it's a TV show, and I like I don't want to repeat ourselves too much, but I just I you know we could have lived without it, but the fact that we've got it just feels like such a such a treat as a as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, and and I I'm with you. Like yes, I would love to see lots of seasons, but I think there's other stories to be told in the Star Wars universe, and sometimes the more they tell us about the bits we already know about. That it takes away some of the the magic and the mystery. So, you know, if we get another season, awesome. If we don't, I'm completely content as well. Very good, very good. One last shout out for me, Dan. Rupert Friend, who you and I both love from Homeland as the Grand Inquisitor, was great. And Indira Varma uh, as as Tala, the undercover rebel working in the Imperials, just just great. And I think the rewatch of this is going to be something because of course we watch this week by week. I think as a, as a, as a standalone rewatch, I think it would be quite a really interesting experience. Well, Paul, so I guess, uh, Obi-Wan, you can watch that on Disney plus, but we are now getting into the, the final of this episode, 
what is your what's your number six? What do you got for me? So, number six for me this year, Dan, is season one of the Lazarus Project. The Lazarus Project is a is a top secret organization dedicated to preventing mass extinction events with the ability to make time go backwards. So yeah, this is science fiction at its highest level. Um, it is, you know, it's a science fiction thriller with a bit of, you know, a bit of drama mixed in here. Uh, it's available in New Zealand on Neon, before I forget to say that. Um, but I remember recommending this to you at the time, but it's it's really, it's really about this, um, you know, and I've talked about, um the rehearsal last week right in terms of oh let's you know let's play this out and see what happens it's it's really like every time something goes wrong they just want to do over and these people are constantly on the lookout so you know stopping someone from launching a, a nuclear missile or a new covid variant or an asteroid hits the planet whatever it is um this organization is dedicated to preventing those things from happening and that in itself is is a story, and and that's that would be enough for me to be watching. But it's the story uh, of our main, you know, protagonist George, um, who is played absolutely superbly by uh, Papa Isido. He is absolutely terrific actor, and as as the lead, his personal journey is what makes this really really interesting. So, um let's just say you've had a great year you, you've got married uh you've gone on a great holiday you've done all these things and then something happens and you work for the lazarus project and you know that you're going to reset that and you're going back to the start of the year and so if you want to get married again you've got to go through it again but you take your memory with you and so that's the real crux of the show that makes it really interesting and i absolutely cannot wait for season two the way they've ended this first season it is again uh i would say alongside uh, welcome to Wrexham, a uh, show that caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, what's this? I'll give it a go. And it was, well, it's number six on my list, Then What can I say? This is this is hyper. I remember you raving about this TV show um, when you first watched it. And to come in at number six, maybe, God, I, I need to be rethinking some of my watches, you know, because I think if it makes top ten, I probably should be checking it out. Maybe that should be a rule, Paul. If it's if it's on the top ten, <laughs> and you haven't seen the other person's show, you've you've got to get on it. You've got to come come in with a review. Well, watch out! I got EastEnders at number five, so we're in trouble there. I um can't wait. I just yeah, there's just so much about this that I think it's partially the excitement of watching something, thinking, oh, is this going to be? Because I hadn't heard anyone else talking about it. You know, the reviews, you know, they're not exceptional. They're sort of oh yeah, pretty decent, but not not exceptional. And then something when something when you really get something, it really I, I love that um, the support cast here. I I love them from a lot of things we've watched. Uh, um, Angelina Mahindra from Vigil, uh, she was great. Tom Burke I love from CB Strike. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people, but yeah, Pape Cido is the driving force. It's his character that you really live with, and it's just clever writing. You really have to stop and think a few times and figure out the logic of oh that's right because he knows that's going to happen that's why he's done that this time and so things play out differently and you that, that, it's that whole sort of okay so this year is going to go again so i'm going to get married again i'm going to go on a holiday again but this time i'm not going to go to that hotel because i know they get bad service so you go somewhere else but then of course it just it's a sliding doors moment every little decision changes everything and 
you you try to do things for good reasons but in the end you may make things worse it's uh it's a yeah there's a philosophical uh deep story writing element there that i think i think you would would appreciate that I'm interested. I'm adding it to the list, Paul. This is, um, it's too good not to review. Only eight episodes. Whereabouts am I watching this one? Yeah, so that's Neon here in New Zealand. And Neon. yeah, season two is underway and it's one of my most anticipated shows for, for 2023. So so that's my number six. So for you, your last TV series for this podcast before we uh, draw the line till next week, what have you got for your number six? Well, Paul, it's time for my annual get on your case. Um, uh-huh. This is, you know, you can probably guess what this is. So this is the final season of Ozark. So this is a, a TV show um, on, never heard of it, uh, on Netflix. Um, final season came out this year. Four seasons overall. Season, the final season was, was split. And so we got the final episodes this year. I rave about this show all the time. Jason Bateman, absolutely outstanding as Marty Bridges alongside Laura Linney, um, Sophia Hublitz, Skylar Gartner, Julia Garner. Just such a fantastic cast. This I say it all the time, Paul. It's up there with your breaking beds, with your medical souls. It's got some it's got some fantastic stuff in here. This is one you could probably watch with the parentals mostly. It's um it's for anyone who hasn't seen it. This is a story of a, you know, a, a really smart accountant who finds himself involved in some money laundering for the cartels. Um, he's doing it in a, a small town in the Ozarks, trying to sort of channel money through a casino. And much like Breaking Bad, as soon as you start, you know, getting involved in the drug trade, and you know, you're managing supply and demand, then you're managing competitors, you're managing gangs. The same things happen to this kind of everyday American family. And it's honestly four seasons of pure goodness, but the final season did a great job of kind of wrapping up the story. And I think. I also really appreciated with season four, it didn't overstay its welcome. It's it kind of ended at a a good point. It didn't kind of try to drag it out. Um, it's so I just I can't emphasize enough. So many good characters, and I really do think that you would enjoy this TV show. I harp on it every year. I never make any traction, <laughs> but maybe to someone listening out there haven't seen Ozark this this is one for binging like you know imagine just the gold of coming across a a quality four season tv show that you haven't watched this could be the one for you and I've seen this the show a couple of times now this isn't my first rodeo so highly enjoyable Netflix Jason Bateman all the guns all right Dan I'm gonna give you a second gift I'm gonna do it that's my commitment to you for 2023, I'm going to come in and I'm going to come in and hot with all four seasons when you least expect it. That's it. Because every time I feel feel like every time I look at this, because, you know, I type it in on the screen as you're talking, I read this, I'm like, this is me. This is me. And then you start, I see what you're doing. You're clever. You start saying, you know, you you drop in all the, yeah, it's like breaking, but yeah, you you know all my triggers. You know how to get me. Um, And it is consistent. It's all out now. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think the fact. See, this is is a brief aside. I don't. We may have talked about this before, but I, I didn't watch Lost until it had all dropped. I didn't watch Breaking Bad until it had all dropped. I didn't watch The Sopranos until it had all dropped. 
And I kind of feel like, you know how I've talked about Avatar, I kind of feel like I need all the hype to be. And then finally I'll wake up one day and go, do you know what? I'm going to watch Avatar today, you know, like five years later. And and suddenly the world isn't hyped about it. And and then suddenly I discover it and I start going up to everyone, shaking them, saying, have you seen Avatar? And so this could be me. You know how, Paul, you always joke with me that you're going to drive to my house when I say something that triggers you? I will. If you watch this, if you watch this and you tell me, oh, Dan, I don't know why I didn't get it on earlier. I should have been watching this years ago. I'm literally coming to your house. We're going to finish it. It'll be the end of the podcast. It's going to be the uh, the Gus Frings uh, versus uh, Walter White final moment. Um Yeah, well, I don't like visitors at the best of times, so let's hope I enjoy it. But yeah, no, it's... um I said I wouldn't say it, but I'll say it one more time. I, I did know this was going to be in your list because I, I remember the passion in which you talked with it um, when you bring it to the pod. So, um, yeah, there's there's so much about this show that appeals and so highly rated and it's kind of amongst it. And, and, and look, I, I know I, I, I give you a lot of stick for it and I think – like all done with love, of course. I I think this is this is one of those TV shows that for some people, like particularly if you take someone like Jason Bateman, who he doesn't always play comedic roles, but he's often known for TV shows like Arrested Development and you know some of his earlier stuff. But this is a a very serious show. Um, it does have some sort of some funny moments, but I I think you would enjoy it, and I think that's like I I I want you to see it because I feel like it's kind of in your it's in your wheelhouse. So this is all, all four seasons on Netflix. Couldn't recommend it more highly. Okay. 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 Look, we've just, all right. we've, we, we, we've just had Christmas. And so I want you to give me a late present. I want you to now commit to uh, Apollo 13 <laughs> at some point in 2023. Um, maybe. Wow. Okay. We'll see. This guy. This guy. <laughs> I don't know. If it means a lot to you, I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it a go. Let's do before we wrap up this episode, Paul. Let's uh, let's just do a recap. So, run me through your two honourable mentions and your your first five on the list. Your ten to six. Okay, so so my honourable mentions were season one, Bosch Legacy, season one of Strange New Worlds, then ten to six, number ten, season one, Welcome to Rexon. Number nine, season one, The Responder. Number eight, season one, Slow Horses. Number seven, the miniseries, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And number six, season one of The Lazarus Project. So really interesting there, every single show, a season one or a miniseries, it's all brand new content. There's nothing here that's a a follow-up on anything so far. What about you? Mm, Interesting, interesting. So for me, uh, season one of Wednesday on Netflix. Uh, season four of Stranger Things, then getting into my top ten, season two of The White Lotus, um, season one of The Sandman, uh, number eight, uh, season one of The Rings of Power, uh, number seven, the miniseries of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and um, number six is the final um, season four, part two of Ozark. So interesting comparing our list, right? Like I've got quite a few yeah. that are season two and later. And you've got a lot of uh, new content. Yeah, I wonder how that might play out for the five, four, three, two, one next week. Indeed, indeed. 
Well, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out what our we've got two more honourable mentions for you. Plus, we've got our our five five to one, so that'll build out the complete picture for you. But uh, before we go, a very special shout out to our Patreon producers, Samara Whiting King, Diana Kanawa, and Michael Chalmers. Any closing thoughts from you, Mister Kanawa? It's just another week for me to sit here and just think about my five four three two one and make last minute changes. It's dangerous. Indeed, indeed. We, as always, are very interested in what your your top ten are, so please feel free to reach out, um, get on the mailbag, get on Twitter, come and join our Discord channel. Join us where all good things social media happen. We are there. If you haven't left a review for the Half Measures podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could on your listening platform of choice. But until next week, everyone, adios.